What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Haley. This is Jaden. Welcome back to the cast, everybody. Welcome back to Pursuing with the Pips. Yes, you are listening to us on this beautiful whatever day you're listening on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening when this podcast comes out, me and Haley will be at the lake with our family, having a little chill, relax, and vacation time, having a little reset. Yes, I'm so excited to be on vacation. We're actually leaving right after we record this podcast. Yep. Because you know us. Always wait till the last minute. <laughs> hey, God can still speak to the last minute though. Yep, that's true. That just means it's an on-time word. You know, <laughs> that's all that means. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about, I feel like we've talked about this before in some manner, kind of maybe a little bit, like in a far away, in a far away, a podcast that we did like a while back. Yeah, maybe or maybe, maybe like at the beginning. Maybe we just kind of talked about it yeah, a little probably. bit without the, yeah. But we're going to talk about our calling. If you've seen the title, then obviously you know that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But what is our calling ultimately as Christians and as followers of Christ and as believers and what should be we be working towards and trying to do? Yeah, so we we want to uh not just talk about me and Haley's calling specifically obviously, but all Christians. Yes, our and I mean our as in Christians. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> not just our, me and Jane. Right. And so, uh, you know, it's easy to get caught up sometime in, in wondering and struggling and thinking and, and not knowing what you're called to do. You know, mm-hmm. what am I called to do with my life? What am I called to pursue? But we kind of want to bring some clarity about, you know, we overcomplicate this topic sometimes, I feel like. Yes. I feel like so many Christians struggle because they say, I don't know what my calling is. Right. I don't know what my calling is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what God's calling me to do. So hopefully we're going to give everyone, including ourselves, a little bit of instruction on yeah. what our calling actually is. Yeah, it's important that we don't get caught up in that because, I mean, you know, sometimes we feel paralyzed in serving God if we don't have, feel like we have something that we're saying that's our calling, right? Mm-hmm. If we don't feel like, you know, I can say, okay, this is my calling, it's what I'm called to do, then sometimes you feel like you can't do anything. And so mm-hmm. we kind of want to bring some peace and some clarity and some instruction, like you said, about what to do if you don't know if you don't have a revelation from God saying you're supposed to be this. Yeah, this exactly. Is, so, like you could be around people that are like, "Oh, I'm called to be a worship leader. Oh, I'm called to preach. I'm called to do this." Right. And you could be like, "Man, I don't know what I'm called to do." Right. But ultimately, we all have the same calling, and so I'm just going to jump right into it. Yep. And our ultimate calling is obedience to God and just following after Him. That yep. is all of our calling. Our relationship with Him and obedience. Yes, a relationship. Um, that's When I was taking notes about what I wanted the podcast to be about, I said, our calling is our obedience. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I feel like sometimes we're like, well, how am I going to be obedient if I don't know what He wants me to do? Ultimately, he just wants you to pursue a relationship with him. Right. And then, like we've talked about before, whenever you are pursuing a relationship with him, that's when everything else will kind of fall into place and you'll get your eyes open and he'll lead you more into something specific ministry-wise. Maybe not ministry as in church or, which, you know, not not going to church. I mean, like, it might not be in the church directly, but, you know, he's going to give you an avenue to Absolutely. reach other yeah. people. And so me and a buddy of mine, Trey, we were talking about this yesterday, so it's kind of right on time that Haley brought this topic because 
this is very important. And, you know, talking about, you know, having a calling and knowing where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. Callings are not just for pastors and for worship leaders and for those in the fivefold ministry of the church. You can be called and people are called to do things outside of church. We need Christians in hospitals. We need Christians in steel mills. We need Christians in professional sports. We need Christians everywhere because everywhere that people are, Jesus wants to save people. He wants to bring people into his kingdom. You know, So there's ministry everywhere, and you don't have to be a pastor to have ministry and have a calling. But ultimately, mm-hmm. like Haley just said, we're not supposed to be chasing our calling. right? You're supposed to be chasing Jesus, and he fulfills what he created you to be. Yep, and I even wanted to add some of us Christians who do know what God's called us to do, we can start to idolize that instead of mm. actual relationship with God. Wow. And we'll start to... Uh, that was funny. That was <laughs> wow. funny. Yeah. We'll Preach. start to focus on that more than we focus on relationship with God. That's I big. I 100% believe ministry can be an idol. Yes, so that's a big point. I think that's part of the reason God isn't... The first day you get saved, he says, okay, now I'm calling you into this. Pursue that because... Ultimately, he wants us to lean on him and to pursue him and to seek after him. And that's the main thing, right? Yes. A relationship with him. And I wanted to mention a scripture, um, and that is, I think, Revelation 2-4. Do you have it pulled up? Yeah. Do you want me to read it? You want yeah, read you it? read it. All right. Revelation. Well, actually, we pulled up Revelation 2, 1-5. through five. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So there's um, Revelation 2, 1-5. through five. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and have found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my namesake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent, and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Yes, that's so good. I originally said I wanted to say Revelation 2-4, and that's, you know, I have this against you, um, that you've abandoned your first love. And then Jaden read it. I said, okay, what's the context Yeah. with the rest of that? And to me, what he's saying to this church, and what's really to so many of us, that you're doing a lot of good things for God. Like, mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. You're doing so many good things. Um, you're working really hard in the ministry, but you have no relationship with God. Like, you Dang. have no, you don't. He doesn't know you. You abandoned your first love. He's supposed to be our first love. Yes. And we've kind of put him on the back burner. Yes. And uh, thinking about that scripture just came to mind, Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And so instead of seeking your purpose, instead of seeking you fulfilling what you feel like you're called to do, instead of, of seeking, finding out what you're supposed to do with your life, seek first the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. and he will take care of filling out the details. And it's not easy to say or to think about, but most of the time, we're, I feel like we're constantly searching for our calling because we want yes. attention. We Amen. want the title, you know, we yeah. want a title. We want to feel effective. You don't want to. Yeah, we want to feel, we want everyone to, not necessarily intentionally, but that's really what it is because. Right. It's human nature. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. not bad to want that thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not bad to want to do what God's called you to do. Right. But it's just when that becomes more important to you than actually yes. pursuing your first love. And I'll throw this in here, too. This is very important. As Christians, we need to be more concerned with and involved that the kingdom of God is growing 
then you're being used in your calling. Mm -hmm. We need to be more concerned that the kingdom of God is growing than you're being used in your calling. Can you be happy if somebody else is leading worship if you feel like you're called to be a worship leader? Mm -hmm. Can you be happy if somebody else is teaching? Can you be happy if somebody else is the leader of this group? Can you be happy serving God if the kingdom of God is growing, but you're not being used in the way you think you should be used? Can you still be happy? Can you still serve God? And I'll say it's so easy to say yes. It's easy to say yes. It's easy to say yes, but we've seen it yes. time and time again. And it's it's a natural struggle yes. for people. It is. It's not like, oh, you're a bad person if you struggle with that. No, that's a natural thing. But you got, we got to realize as Christians, that's not that shouldn't be how we live. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be how we operate. Exactly. Yeah, it's easy to say, yeah, that wouldn't bother me right. until it happens. Right. <laughs> and that, I remember... And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to use envy and... Yes jealousy and so many things and just pride you know to get you to be like i want that to be me Mm -hmm. yeah and and comparison is always a tool of the enemy too you know comparing yourself and you know this person does it like this and they're walking in their calling and they feel like i feel like they have it all together and all this stuff that's the work of the enemy too you know Mm -hmm. so if we'll all just pursue jesus and pursue that relationship with him right we're pursuing with the pips thank you guys for listening pursuing (laughs) with the pips this is all this is about yep pursuing him then he'll work out the details in your calling and in your purpose and all that stuff. Exactly. I think you had another scripture. Yeah, the other scripture I had kind of talks exactly like Revelation. And uh, this is Jesus speaking. And he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. He says, But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. That's that's tough. Yes. That is like Let that sink scary in. in a good way. It is because... Scary as in it wakes you up. How many people... You know, we live in a Bible Belt where we're at. I don't know where you're at listening to this. We got people in the Bahamas listening. <laughs> but, <laughs> we really do, guys. But uh, we're in the Bible Belt listening to this. And so everybody thinks they're a Christian. Everybody assumes they're going to heaven, and I hope they all are. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is saying here, don't be so sure so quick. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. It's not me. I just read the scripture. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into heaven. He said, there's going to be people who get there on that day, and they say, why am I not getting in? Did I not go to church my whole life? Didn't I teach Sunday school? Didn't I have a oh. little Bible study? Didn't I do this? Didn't I, didn't I pray before I eat? Didn't I? That hurts. And he said, I never knew you. Exactly. Oh, that is very convicting. It is, man. It, it should be. If you're not convicted by that, man, something's calloused. Especially like when you, just me personally, like when your whole life is ministry. Right. And sometimes it can get so like busy with it. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't want to be like that. You know, I don't want that to come before him. Yes. It's, ugh. It's, it's tough. It is tough. And you're, you're right. You showed me a song recently about pure. Yes. And you said that's your heart because I think that's exactly what it's talking about. Who's, who sings that? Um, Abby Gamboa. But the, basically what you were telling me, and you can tell it if you want to, but basically it's, it's so easy to get caught up in the ministry and the business of doing the kingdom of God, right? Mm-hmm. That sometimes you can get away from the relationship and the relationship's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Like, ministry is good, you know? It has to be there. It, it has to be there, but it's just, you have to have a balance right. in it because you can get so caught up in doing good things, and then also just being in ministry, you see a lot of messy things, mm-hmm. and just, 
it can be very wear like yeah, wear heavy. on you. Right. It should be so heavy, but oh, <laughs> I don't want to cry. <laughs> but it's just ugh, you got to have that balance. You yes, know? because we all, like like we're saying we all have to come back to our first love. You know, instead of chasing even effectiveness for the kingdom, instead of chasing your calling, instead of chasing things in your life, instead of chasing purpose, instead of pursuing mm-hmm. careers, instead of, you know, maybe you're not, instead of pursuing that career you feel like you're called into, instead of pursuing money and instead of pursuing a better life for your family, even those things, you know, not everybody yeah. listening is involved in church ministry. Right. We need to make sure we get back to our first love, Jesus. Yes, I recommend this, looking up this song by Abby, Abby Gamboa in Upper Room. It's called Pure, but the first, like, verses coming back to just me and you just a heart song singing out of tune i remember the simplicity just to feel you here was everything yeah like remember whenever you first got saved or like those times when you're on fire for god and it was just like you weren't worried about anything else except just like being in his presence and that's how it should be all the time yes we talked recently about the fire keeping the fire burning and it's so easy you know especially in the busyness of life just living on the highs and lows of of his presence so you know having a high moment and then the next week you're having a low moment and if we could just find consistency in seeking him every single day and that's something god's been speaking to me about the past few months is really changing your prayer life and seeking him more intentionally right Mm -hmm. and it's it's because it's so easy to get in here and do a devotion and, and read my bible and read a chapter and say a 30 second prayer and then go off to work or go off and do my day but, you know, how many times do we miss an opportunity to seek God that God wants to do something in our life? And not every day you're going to feel His presence, but when you do, you do, you know? And I don't know which need to be seeking Yeah, him. I um, just did an assignment in school, and one I read this really good book called, um, I think it's called The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. I think that's his I name. think that's probably right. Um, and it was so good. And so, one second, let me look it up real quick. Yeah. Um. One of the chapters was about his presence, and it was just so eye-opening because he's like, God literally, sometimes we're like, okay, God's everywhere, and then there's God's presence, his omnipresence, and his manifest presence. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes I think we think he manifest presence is only like at church and stuff, but like Come he on. literally longs. Come like on. he wants to be, manifest his presence with you all the time. Yes. And every single day. That's but good. we do don't give him the opportunity. Right. Yeah, man, that's good. And that's exactly, I feel like, what God has been speaking to me and showing me. Because so many times since he's been showing me this, I've been trying to engage more in prayer and not just read my Bible and check off the box. Right? I want to I want to build my relationship with God, just like we're talking about our calling. And so I'll come in here and I will not feel like praying at all. I feel just like, just distracted and all this stuff. And I'll close the door and I'll, you know, for a couple minutes, I'm just trying to, trying to fight through how I feel in the moment, trying to not really want to do it. And then it's like, Somewhere along the way, I get a breakthrough in the spirit, and it's just like, man, God just starts speaking, and it's just like praying in the spirit, and like, man, it's awesome. That is awesome. It is awesome, and it's that's what we all need to be doing. You know, I'm not trying to make myself look good or anything. I'm just saying that Jesus wants to spend a relationship with you more than he wants you to be effective, more than he wants you to preach, more than he wants you to lead worship, more than he wants you to have that job, more than he wants all those things. He wants your you in his presence. He wants you in that relationship with him. Yep, and the way to do that is to do it even when it don't feel good, like yes. you said, even when you have to push through. Right. So I hope this was encouraging to you that if you feel like you don't know what your calling is, you can always, your true calling is just to pursue God 
and form close relationship with him. Don't don't think that that's anything less, right. you know, because that's actually more than yeah. anything that you could ever do. Right. More than you could ever do um, any type of ministry is pursue an actual full close-knit relationship with God. Even he says it in the Word. You might do all these good things, but do I know you? Exactly. So, Yeah, that's really good. Uh, and just going back, just like you said, I just want to kind of hit it again with Matthew chapter 7, right, what we just talked about. Jesus says, I see... On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, right? Did we not cast out demons in your name and do many, many mighty works in your name? He said, depart from me. I never knew you, you works of lawlessness. Mm. So we got to get back to the knowing, right? We got to know him. Yep. We got to know him. We got to seek him, spend time with him, and get back to our first love. All right, let's pray for everybody. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. God, we're so thankful that you spoke this to us. And God, I pray that this would resonate with every person that you bring to listen to this podcast. God, I pray that you convict their hearts to know you. God, I pray that you help us to see where we get so caught up and busy chasing things and chasing titles and chasing whatever we might be chasing that, that becomes an idol in our lives, Lord, even good things that get out of context, Lord. God, I pray that you help us and you help us to get back to our first love. And Jesus, I pray that every person will be filled with joy unspeakable as I seek your presence. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for partaking with us. Thanks.